Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my Swedish friends, and welcome back to Hachzeik, our daily limit of Mishnah Sasharm. We have today number 77. Today, as we begin chapter 14, we wrapped up um, the Midah of Precious yesterday in its introduction to understand the general understanding of what Precious is all about, what good Precious is, what bad Precious is, abstinence is, and now, as we've caused in the past, and this next chapter is going to break down that Midah of Precious a bit more for us into its different elements so we can get a better understanding. Chapter 14, Bechelke Aprishos, the elements of Precious of abstinence. Bechelke Aprishos, HaRashiyim, Shalisha, there are three primary categories, elements of Precious. Kine, Yesh Precious, Banos. There is abstinence, Precious, from physical, worldly, material pleasures, like we've been discussing. Precious, Bedinim. Precious, when it comes to Jewish law, Torah law. Precious, Bimenhagim, and also when it comes to Minhagim, customs, general, you know, social like behavior and conduct. So now we're going to explain each of them. So the first category, the first element of precious is precious separation from worldly pleasures that we discussed in the last chapter. Only take from this world and enjoy from this world that which we absolutely need and are required for our survival and for what we need. For our general health and well-being. What does this apply to? Really, anything that uh, stimulates any of our five senses and gives us pleasure in, in any of those areas. Eating, into, um, relations um, with your with your spouse, the, with the clothing that we that we wear, going on nice, enjoyable spaziers walks. Um, schmoozing, and anything similar to that. All these things that engage with the five senses for the sake of pleasure. Rock, and, and, and have pleasure. Rock, b'yamim sh'ha'oneg b'hem mitzvah. They are purish from these things in this category, um, except for, obviously, the times where it's a mitzvah to to enjoy, like, Monik Shabbos, Yomtev, etc. So now that's that's for, for physical pleasures. Now what about dinim, Torah law? What, 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 how, what does it mean to be porish from, from halacha? That sounds odd. Now, precious bedinum hula hachmir bahem tamid. Someone that's a parsh when it comes to Torah law, it means that they're always machmir, they're always very stringent. To even account for the opinion of a single person, even if it's against a larger group, even if the paskin and the general opinion is, and the paskin halacha, we don't paskin like this person, but if he has, you know, sound reasoning in his, in his shita, in, in his opinion, then that this this parson when someone that's parson in, in, in dinim would even hold you know, account for them too. You know, I, I know we paskin like this, but I'm going to account for his shita too. As long as his, his machlokas obviously doesn't result in in kulas elsewhere. So um, the Rav Dessler talks about, and it's quoted on the bottom of our scroll over here. Rav Dessler talks about the idea that Yitzhar is very very conniving, and he tries to get us sometimes to be very perfect and machmer and very, very careful and work really hard and focus on a specific meat, a specific area of our Vodas Hashem. So we think, oh, I'm being a machmer, I'm being a parish, I'm, 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 I'm accounting for all the shittas in this specific area, but that consumes so much of our focus and energy and resources that we end up being lax in other areas we forget or we don't devote the proper time and resources to and energy to, to other areas of our Vodas Hashem that do need attention as well. So that's just one example where, yeah, being overly machmer in one area as it's a parish and dinim, it sounds like a, a beautiful thing. Sometimes that could be that it's a hard to try to get us to lose focus on other important areas, just as an example. Or in general, that you, your chumrah ends up having a negative effect on someone else. So kibbutz of aim, 
um, your chumras end up being a burden on on your parents. The, the rice of of kibbutz aim, you're overriding that with the, your chumra for, for whatever it is that again not not lehalacha. It's it's a chumra. It's going beyond. The example over here on the bottom thing of Shlomo Arbach gave gave Musa to one of his talmidim because he made his old elderly father schlep something for him on Shabbos because he didn't hold the of His father held the Arab because he can carry my stuff for me. Obviously, that, that that's a clear um, example of, of a chumra causing a kula, i.e. in uh, in, uh, in Kibbutz also, when it comes to precious and dinim, in Torah law it means, to be machmir in, in cases of suffolk where we weren't sure, we're doubtful, um, you know, you're not sure, I, I think this could be one of the, uh, an example of you're not sure whether, you know, which piece of, of uh, meat is the kosher one or something fell in, you're not sure which one, um, non-kosher fell into something, so okay, it's okay, someone so choose to be machmir, could be that could be an example of uh, but no, I'm 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 just going to be a parsh. I lealoch is totally mutter, totally fine. You're not going. You're not going to be dinged for it at all. No, nope. this is what a parsh does. He goes above and beyond. That's what a chassid does. Gemara be'aru lanochachamin is rochamir rochamam or yicheskel. Gemara nuchulin explains yicheskel yicheskel anavi when he when he expressed his own precious. He ne nafshi lo mituma. Behold, my soul has not become unclean, nor has loathsome meat ever come into my mouth. What does he mean? He means I didn't eat of meat that even had a shaila about its kashras. Meaning, uh, for sure, he's talking about a piece of meat that, that theoretically would have had a shaila and they pass and it's okay. But even that when he said, it was, as, once there's a shaila raised on it, doesn't matter what the result of the, of the, the psak is, I'm not going to eat that meat. But again, for, certainly he would be allowed to. If they pass and it's okay, he'd be allowed to. But that's, oh, a shaila came up on it? Okay, I'm going to go above and beyond. And also, he didn't eat any animals that, if an animal, when it comes to the of, of, of trefas, if an animal is, is um, let's say, dies uh, before it's being shechted, obviously, uh, it, wasn't shechted, it wasn't killed by the shechita in a proper way, so then it's, it's, uh, it's an avail, actually, it's, it's a dead animal, and you can't eat it. So they see an animal that's, that's on its way out, it's about to die, it's like, oh, oh, coast, coast, go quickly, quickly, go, go cut the animal, go slaughter the animal, it's about to die, slaughter it. Um, just to save it, again, it's uh, clearly a sick animal, an animal that's about to die, even that, even though again lecha, it didn't die yet, and he slaughtered it before the, the, the animal dropped dead. Still, Yecheskel was such a such a parse that he made sure to be machmer in that situation too. mutar Certainly, all these these examples are cases where one hundred percent mutar lecha. Anyone could eat from that um, these animals, and they would have no problem whatsoever in Shemai. But Yecheskel was someone very machmer in himself because he was a real parish. He was he was he was, he was a. He practices precious law. And we all mentioned earlier in, last, in the last chapter that we can't conclude from the fact that something is mutter to all of Kali Yisrael that the same lenient standards would apply to a parish like Yechezkel. Again, we just said it's vadai kosher, this stuff, but still Yechezkel um, withheld it from himself. Because people that are prushim they want to get so close to Hashem. They want to distance themselves from anything that's even slightly gross or undesirable, uh, possibly even undesirable, um, in the eyes of Hashem. Or even something remotely close to something that's unseemly and gross, cure, um, disgusting in any way. That's how, that's how, that's how careful they are um, with their relationship with Hashem. They don't want to even come close to anything that maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm thinking like an example, like a, someone that is like, an athlete, like a triathlon 
someone that's you know max max athlete right so these people are like so regimented and careful with exactly what comes into their bodies and how they treat their bodies with their exercise regimens with the food they consume the drinks that they drink even the um the temperature the environment that they put their body through right they're so careful to fine tune their environment and their consumption of everything to make sure that not one little thing i cuz you have a donut on Hanukkah, you think it's you're not going to be able to run the marathon in in, in a month no but they they're Lahavdil. These are people that are so, so careful to not even get close to something. Maybe, ah, uh, you, you indulge. Okay, I have a chocolate bar in there. No, no, I don't even touch it. I will ruin you. Will it really mess up your whole plan to run the marathon? No, yeah, you'll, you'll be fine, right? But that's that's the madriga that we're talking about, Apricius. Another example, Apricius, when it comes to Dinim. When it comes to this, following thing i am like vinegar the son of wine relative to my father my father mark says he's such a parish he's so careful that when he would eat meat for a meal he won't eat dairy again until the following day at the same time 24 hours but i once i eat meat that meal i'm not gonna eat meat the next meal i'll eat meat i'll, I'll eat cheese i'm sorry that meal, I won't eat cheese. Um, once I eat meat at a meal, I won't eat cheese at a meal. But the next meal, I'll eat cheese. Obviously, you know, there's different opinion of how many hours between each meal um, is considered between meals. Um, nothing more than six hours, though, right? That's the most machmer of all, the shittas. Certainly, the psaka lacha is in 24 hours. No one knows that. Because if it was true, if, there weren't, if, it's, if this weren't the case, I eat, it was the halacha, that 24 hours is what you have to wait. Then why would Markva not follow his father's, um, uh, do, do what his father did? Rather, his father was a real parish. He was very, very strict with his paprishas. And that's why Markva said, relative to my father, I'm like vinegar, the son of wine. Because he was not the same level of precious like his father. So that's where we're in for today. So, I mean, obvious question there is, so Markva, like, he's a personality in, in the times of the Gemara. Clearly, he was a hush of a person. Why didn't he just... Do the same thing. You want to be parts like your father? You're, you're you're degrading yourself, calling yourself vinegar relative to your, the wine of your father. Um, so wait, wait 24 hours. It's such a big deal. Oh, so what's the vart? So it's it's much what the 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 uh, art scroll addresses this on the bottom here. It's not much what I've been saying this entire time. I, I'm like a broken record with it. If someone's a parts and they're not holding there, and their inner world, their inner 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 purity and sitkus and their level inside is not reflective of, of such a person that would wait 24 hours and go above and beyond mamish to such a degree so then it's it's hevel it's it's you're, you're fooling yourself it's it's basically meaningless to just like act outwardly as a, this big parse that's so machmer when in the inside you're not holding there markva looked and he said you know i'm i did some introspection and he said i'm not holding there that's i'm, I'm not I'm, that's not where i'm holding it in the inside it would, it would be like it wouldn't be genuine if i would wait 24 hours so what he was bemoaning was the fact that he's not holding it. and that's what he was saying i'm i'm Chamra, I'm, I'm like vinegar next to wine next to my father, meaning he's holding on such a madriga. His inner world is reflective of someone that waits 24 hours before he eats dairy again. This is beyond, beyond madrigas. Markwell, whatever madriga he was on, still he recognized even within himself, I'm, I'm not there yet. Again, re reinforcing this, this message that I keep sharing with all of us. You need to know where you're holding. Of course, there's such thing as mitok shalolish mabalashma, and we and it does. There is area and opportunities for people to take on things that are above and beyond, maybe where they're holding inside, as a motivation, as a way, as a stepping stone to bring them to that next level. 
But even that, we have to know where we're holding. We have to know what's healthy for us and what's not. So, halavai, we should be zocha to to know where we're holding and know know how far we can stretch ourselves only in productive ways. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily share, please visit hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.